Waiting 
Yeah. 
All right, we are on our way. We are in route to pick up Gabby Gouveia. She is a mother, a wife, a professional, and she and her husband run a nonprofit on top of it all. So we're gonna go talk to her about how she manages it all simultaneously. Hey! Good morning! Morning, how are you? I'm good. You wanna ride? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> the one big difference from the getting to the message episodes we've done so far between them and you is that I don't know how to get back to Paloma. Oh, okay. <laughs> from your house. <laughs> it's super short. Okay, We're good. gonna basically be there in 10 minutes. Oh, then you better talk fast. <laughs> <laughs> You run a nonprofit called Let Grace In. Yes. What is that? What is the purpose of that nonprofit? We sh um, support families after the death of a child, mm -hmm. and our mission is to build community and to support people in their emotional health, their mental health, their relationships, their spiritual health. So we have monthly meets where we do therapeutic events. Mm -hmm. We have an amazing team. And then we do the Hope Retreat, which has kind of been postponed during COVID because we can't meet in large groups anymore. But right. we did do a virtual one. And um, you know, surprisingly, you really can do a lot more um, virtually. Mm -hmm. than you think. So what was kind of the motivation for you starting this um, this organization? Yeah, you know, I think that it was just part of God's plan for me. I think that it's part of discovering more of who I am and my purpose for healing and restoration. Um, sure. And I feel that's just the way that Let Grayson has come together because even just one family would have really touched my heart and if we made a difference for them and cared and loved one family, um, I think it's that would have been amazing also. And it's been part of my own healing journey too. Right. The initial feeling that, you know, I remember feeling when grieving and I've seen people feel is despair. What do you say to people who are in that, that despair, that part of their journey? Yeah, I don't think you have to say anything. Mm. I think you just witness them. Mm. I think you sit with them, you love them. If they're asking for your advice, mm -hmm. you can share what helped you. Mm. You know, you just say one breath at a time and that's it. We try to help each other to, um, you know, continue walking along the path, however slowly and patiently and lovingly. Um, and a lot of times you gotta take a break and sit down and cry it out and feel it all and, and just be in that moment so you can get to the other side of it. So you're involved in a lot of a lot of things. You live a very busy life. You're a wife, you're a mother, you're a professional, you run a nonprofit. How do you sustain all of it? On top of the fact that the nonprofit is so emotional in and of itself, you know? So the work is actually filling me up and sustaining me feel more high on life and just more connected and you're right it is exhausting and my physical body does need self-care we just do the best we can and we have grace for ourselves when we can't and then up again the next morning you know a new opportunity what is a time when 
you've doubted God in all this and how have you, whether it's in your grief journey or the journey of the nonprofit and everything that you're doing, and, and how did you overcome that? I don't know. I don't know how I didn't ever doubt him, but I understand 100% how you definitely could. But I think it's just that he never left. And I think that knowing that love, I, I've been angry and I've screamed and begged for him to cure Grayson, but I never doubted he could. We have three children. Charlie is four years old, Olivia is eight, and Grayson would be 11 years old tomorrow. We came to Blue Water at a time when we really needed hope. Um, we had been away from church and we had gotten the news that um, Grayson had an aggressive brain cancer called glioblastoma. He was finishing up preschool and um, as a parent, you're never ready for that kind of, of, of heartbreaking, devastating news that your child is sick. Um, and then the doctors told us that there was no cure and that there was no treatment. Um, and we, we really needed hope. And we were brought into the Blue Water community, surrounded by love and found people who could stand with us and witness us and pray for us and love us um, and walk with us through the unbearable journey. Um, and January 22nd, the following year in 2016, I watched my rock of a husband carry our five-year-old son's lifeless body down the front stairs to the hearse that awaited in our driveway. I carried our barely three-year-old daughter who was crying for her brother and asking, who's that strange man taking my grace in? She asked us to chase the van down the street. Where was he going? What was happening? And I think that every human life has suffering and that we all can relate to each other, especially in a time like COVID where there's so much grief and dying and sickness and despair, that suffering is part of um, the human existence and part of everyone's story. But, um, and it's actually what connects us to one another um, and as Christians, we have the unique opportunity to partner with God um, and to trust Him through these sufferings and to find hope. And today I'm here to share um, a passage from Romans. It's written by the Apostle Paul, and he was writing to a church who was suffering for their faith. And they were being persecuted, and he was writing to encourage them through their suffering um, that God is, is changing and turning things for good. So let's go to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. It reads, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace, in which we now stand. 
and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And we're gonna talk today about how some of the most painful trials and suffering um, can lead us to hope. And, um, you know, I think that the overarching message um, for me and the truth in this passage is, is about, you know, through, through anything, when we partner with God and we trust Him and we turn to Him, that eventually we can find hope. But hope is work. And um, we have to participate and partner with God in our sufferings and that together, um, through this unique opportunity and partnership with the creator of the universe that we can get through anything. And that in fact, that perseverance and pushing through brings hope, a new way of living, a new way of seeing, a new way of, of knowing. Um, and so that's what I wanna share today. So what bugs me about this passage? Well, the fact that um, we can glory in our suffering and that we, sh we can rejoice that part where it's saying re we can rejoice in our suffering. Um, and when I reflect on, on my life and um, this story of Grayson and going through all of this, um, our own personal story of suffering, I feel like, how do you glory in my child's death? How do you glory in watching him having chemotherapy treatments and brain surgeries and um, chest tubes and loss of normalcy and he can't go to school or use his arm and the side effects, vomiting and witnessing your child suffering? But I don't think God wanted us to glory in those things. I think what he's saying is twofold. In retrospect, when we've, we've been through something, we can see that it's the moving through and the hard work and the effort that we, we can find hope in. That there's, there's something, you know, um, the things in life that we work the hardest for that actually take the most energy and the most to move through and to show up for in our life, that that actually is, is what we can glory in, that the, the actual journey and the participation in and the hope towards something is that, that we can glory in. Um, and pain sometimes is the only true way that we can stretch and grow and transform. And so how do we apply this in our life? So I want to take the passage and break it down in the first part where it says, we know that our suffering produces perseverance. And we know this 
um, when we partner with God and we trust God that He is doing things, that He's producing things, that it's gonna make something of it. And I can remember um, laying in bed not too not too long after you know moving through treatments and Grayson having to learn how to like swallow these horse pills of chemotherapy and the vomiting and the it was too much for my human strength. Um, I laid in bed and in my conversation with God, I was like, I don't understand. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. This is, this doesn't feel good. I'm suffering and it's hard. Um, but I trust you and I'm in. Whatever it is that you need me to do, speak it. Because I surrender, this is not for me to do alone, but with you. And I need you. And, and that moment was big for me because I needed to trust him. And when I had nothing left and I had no more energy, I, my prayer was, I trust you. And God would speak into the moment. And, and he taught me how to quiet down how to listen, how to move into that part of me that was part of him, that best, most whole part of me that he could speak to me in and he would share, what's the next thing to do, how to move, read this scripture, pray, love, just show up, feed yourself, drink some water. Um, it's, it's those slow, pushes against this suffering that we do. And if you've been around blue water any amount of time, try, right? So perseverance is try, try, try again. And we, we don't do it right, we fall. Try again, keep showing up, keep bringing what we have, keep doing what we can, it's enough. We're enough, with God we're enough. And when we don't know, we quiet down and we ask again and we listen and we pause. Um, and I remember after Grayson died, that feeling, that heaviness of grief, we had gone through the battle of cancer and Grayson's heavy cloak had been lifted and he'd been freed and his spirit went back to be with Jesus. But I was left with that longing, you know, and. I understood God saying like, okay, this is your time for healing and restoration. Just say yes to everything, no matter how uncomfortable or whatever it is. Um, just, just try to say yes to all of it. Everything that you think is gonna work and do good. And just, it's that, that pushing against, that perseverance, that trust, that partnership, that, that just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feed myself well. I'm gonna move my body. I'm gonna love my family. I'm gonna, show up for my other children. I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna join a small group. I'm gonna share my truth. I'm gonna be emotionally honest. I'm gonna find the people who can stand with me and witness what I've been through and hold that pain and be with me. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do whatever I can. Um, and things start to change. And after pushing and persevering and being and showing up, eventually things start to change. And this is where perseverance produces character. And I think um, for me, character 
is being able to see other people the way that God sees them. And that, that's a game changer. You know, for you to be able to move through your life and, and, and try, I mean, not everyone, of course, I'm human, but like being able to move through life and see others suffering or hurting and being able to see them the way that God sees them and want to use my gifts and talents and things that he's giving me to, to love on them or to be with them. And then part two is character building in the way that I see myself. I can see myself the way God sees me a little more. And the way that he loves me is mind-blowing. The way that he is so patient and kind and tender and loving and he's the creator of the universe and he wants to help me through my struggle and to love me where I'm at and to lead me somewhere I've never been. And when I continue to trust him and love him and try my best to listen and be obedient and show up with what I got, it changes you. And then we find hope. I think this is the, the natural space to knowing how God made you, finding your gifts, what is your purpose, how can you lead your life, and then there's hope. There's hope. You, you have this knowing and feeling that what we are experiencing here in this life is not all that there is, that there's more. Um, and I never understood this. And I never understood what my purpose was or how I'm supposed to live in this world. But as I've moved through my journey of suffering with God, He's shown me more and more of who I'm meant to be. And I can offer light in this world through my struggle and offer someone else an opportunity to live differently and to know truth and to know and be confident in God's love that he can move any mountain, that he is bigger and greater than any struggle, no matter how unbearable the pain. And that doesn't mean that as Christians that we live with no pain and no struggle. No, of course not. It means that we try to embrace it and show up for all of it. The joy and the love and the good stuff and all of the things that are hurting us. And when we do that and we trust God and we listen and we partner with Him, He can use it as fuel. We can use it in a way we make use of our suffering for transformation and good. And we can change the world with that. How amazing is that? That is hope. That is living differently. And my final words I want to share are ones that Grayson lent me. 
So when I didn't have enough strength, Grayson was connected to God and he knew and shared his truth with me. And his last days, he was, these were his last words to us as he, as he was laying in our living room and he barely had any strength. He mustered up a way to very slowly and very purposefully share with us, I love you so much. Don't worry. And those words have stuck with me and have him embedded in my heart and I carry them with me all the time. And he wanted us to know, you know, don't worry, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of this grief that's ahead of me leaving you. Don't be afraid of the life you're meant to live. Don't be afraid of your true purpose in who God has created you to be. Just believe, just know, don't be afraid. You know, like he understood that. And I have always borrowed that strength from God through him that he has shared with me. And, and I, I have joy and, and hope that I can share that with others in my life. Um, I just want to take a moment to pray right now for everyone. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for being the light of the world. You are the light of the world, and we are the light of the world. We just claim your truth and your love and your passion for us and your desire to transform and change us into being world changers and light bearers in this world. We just thank you for all of the, the people that you've brought to hear your message of hope. And we just acknowledge everyone in their suffering where they're at right now, Lord, that, that we just love them, that they feel your undying and unending divine and perfect love upon them, Lord, that they can receive you into their hearts that they can know you and trust you and partner with you in this struggle that's ahead, Lord. And we just thank you for your presence and, and your just undying perfect love. It's amazing and it's beautiful and, and we are yours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, Blue Water family, Sonia here and so happy to be greeting you for the last time uh, as we have our last online service. It has been such a year. And I just congratulate all of us for making it. And I praise God because I think we're gonna come back together with new vision. And we are looking forward to that. April the 4th, Easter Sunday. I will be there at the greeting table, welcoming you all back. And we are so excited to be able to worship Jesus together in person. Our Good Friday service will be online April the 2nd, so tune into that, savor that experience, and then come together with us in person at Palama on Easter Sunday. If you have a prayer need, please email julie at bluewatermission.org and let somebody from our team join with you in prayer. Uh, they'd be more than happy to do that. Thank you for continuing to support what Blue Water Mission does. You can. Uh, mail in a check or use our cool, fancy online portals, texting and all this business these days. Thank you so much uh, for supporting materially the work that we do as a community. Uh, I am so grateful for our community 
So grateful for what God has done. Grateful that even though things change, things shift, there's one thing that doesn't change, and that's the Lord. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So as we come back together, let's celebrate that, and let's make Take opportunity with what we've learned in this last year, being grateful, coming with new eyes strengthened in our core as we love one another and love God. All right, guys, see you soon. Thanks a lot.